Hello everyone, welcome to today's show. Today I will be speaking to my good friend, Francis Tran. And today we're going to be talking about fatherhood, being a husband, and raising children. Francis, for those who don't know you, why don't you just give a little introduction about yourself? Yeah, sure, man. Like, well, thanks for having me on the show. But um, yeah, so, you know, my name is Francis. I was born and raised in Toronto. Um, That's where I grew up. That's where I hung out. And that's where I'm working right now. I work as a uh, computer analyst, so I work for like a pretty big grocery retail chain. Yeah, so and that's what I do. And I have one beautiful baby daughter and a beautiful wife. Her name is Grace, and she helps raise the family and supports me every step of the way. So shout out to her. <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff, man. Yeah. All right, so Francis, I know it's a bit of a sensitive topic, but it's something that you know pretty much does plague a lot of people in the inner city and it's not that you didn't have a father but you had a father who was a bit absent in certain areas of your life right i guess the question facing many people is how do you not become like a product of your society you know and just kind of wallow in the mire and say like oh this is the hand that was dealt and just kind of you know stay stuck in that kind of mentality you know how does your faith and you know the people you choose to hang around with how did that stuff really you know affect yeah so that's a pretty loaded question man but Uh, (laughs) but we're we're gonna break it down like yeah so you know for those who don't really know me um just like a quick summary so i came to know um the importance of being a father in my own life is is how my life was severely shaped by by the men that I've kept around me um, and one of my chief thoughts was that being a father is possible for anyone but being a good father was only possible through Christ okay. that is my pitiful point to really understanding myself and understanding you know why was uh, why is Christ so important in my life and like so in a quick background like Masood mentioned you know I grew up in a home where my father didn't really show much self-control in his discipline and how he treated his wife and his family, you know. So he you know, he wasn't really um, available in my life to answer my questions, to be there. But, you know, as I grew into a man, my love, my view of love became a cruel vision of the world, a very narcissistic view. And it only escalated as I deepened my relationship with different women, you know. So it was only through, you know, knowing my true father, Christ, that I was able to move away from this uncontrollable anger and, and this inability to control myself and become the man that can not only lead and protect, but also to provide for my wife and to raise a family. Right. Yeah. I feel you. Yes, it's um, something that I've also had to deal with, deal with in my own life, right? And, you know, we obviously need to come to the Father and lay everything before His feet, right? Absolutely, and ask, man. And that's the Holy Spirit to guide us. As well, another important thing is in our lives, whether men or women, you know, you always need a mentor, someone who's been through the trials and tribulations, the ups and downs, who's, you know, seen the bigger picture and knows how it all will play out as long as we keep our faith in God and really hold on to Him. And from what I understand, you did have a mentor from, I believe, the Chinese Christian Fellowship? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had a, a mentor, um, you know, going through co- uh, college. Uh, his name was Raphael, and he, re- he really helped me through understanding 
um, what it meant to be a man, the self-sacrificing and and the love that you have to show other people too. So, yeah, he he him he himself is not a father, but he really treated you know those in the fellowship and those in the group that the student group uh, with respect, love, and care. Like he would go out of his way to to drive people home, like you know an hour away home or two hours away, and he just really take care of these people. And through that example, over the course of like four years, I was able to see how important it was to take care of those around around me and and that it wasn't you know my life isn't self-sovereign around myself but it's about taking care of other people and especially those in the the christian family yeah. right right i feel you on that uh, the other thing uh, i really didn't want to ask you yeah. and one of the things i found kind of cool yeah about your great you sorry the story with you and grace yeah is right. um you know, in today's age, people often tell you that, oh, don't worry, things will come later down the life. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to rush. Yeah. And they make it sound like you're living your 20s and your 30s, right? It's insane. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, you guys, like, first you lived in a basement. Yeah, we lived in hardcore places, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, you moved to the condo, <laughs> and then you quickly left, and then, you know, God bless you with a home that you're able to open up and, you know, really invite people from church there here, you know? Yeah. You never feel like a stranger. Like you always feel welcome. And I found it pretty crazy that you did host those or you still are hosting those thir- Thursday night Bible studies and you keep it really consistent. And I just really want to know like what was going through your head and if you had any doubts or insecurities along the journey and you know Absolutely, yeah, like a lot of things went through my head like come on i'm a kid you know straight out of college you know with like 30 35k in debt you know and i'm like yo i want to get married to this girl i've been dating for four years you know and i love this girl i want to make a family with her and it's just insane like you know in this day and age um uh, like the struggle of being a father in this a- a day and age is like there's a culture that no one truly wants to be a father a husband or, or even a man you know we have a a college system you know it's a great investment but it's like it stretched over four years and you own many people only really get to work at like 22 23 yeah. right so it's like that prolonged childhood just keeps going right which you know which is fine but it really doesn't push men uh you know to get married to be husbands to be fathers right <coughs> and so so it just makes it that harder like i i wasn't a father until uh i was 26 right and you know i got married really early like 22 right after school and yeah but like yeah that's like a it was, it was a big experience and really through the whole process i had to trust god and i had huge support from my church from my friends like like you and and uh and a lot of other people around in my life so without that support like it definitely wouldn't have happened um, and it was really being able to focus my life on christ and focus on who he is as a man and how he um, how his view of the world and how to interact in the world really changed my my worldview and how I saw that because as I was getting married, like people in my workplace, you know, they'd be like, "Francis, man, you're a young guy. You have a lot ahead of you. Like, why are you getting married? Why are you why are you nailing the the last yeah. nail in the coffin, right?" And and I thought, you know, I thought that's not what I'm doing. You know, I'm I'm living my life through my fullest potential. I'm doing what I want to do. You know, I don't care like what you think, right? I'm doing it because I see it's the best way to honor God and honor Christ, and I f- I see it as the the best move forward for myself, right? Like, like this is crazy study coming out, and it's like 
if 75 of the people 75 percent of the people who follow these three things they fall in the middle and the upper middle class it's you finish school like you finish high school you don't have kids out of wedlock and and you get and you just get a job right it's like those are so like three simple things you know and 75 percent of the people who follow it you know they they, they they fall in the middle in the upper middle class it's like so easy uh, uh, right it's like don't have kids out of wedlock okay check yeah. um you know have a job okay that doesn't sound too uh, hard check graduate high school okay you know check right so cross my fingers right <laughs> i hope i get there <laughs> I never, I never heard the study like that before. You never, yeah. No, man. It's a pretty big one in the states. Yeah. Oh, in the states. Okay, <laughs> but you know that still that really applies worldwide. Yeah, yeah, it should. You know, it's crazy how much you, when you think about it, those things really do impact a lot of people's lives, right? Like mm-hmm. you see all the high school pregnancies or the people who never finished yeah. school or never went to college or dropped out of college. Yeah. You know what I mean? Did you always have that drive to really? You know that appetite to really go out and have godly aspirations and goals in life and just really want to get things done in life um can be honest no not really like um i didn't have a lot of aspiration didn't really understand what i wanted to do i was in school and didn't really understand who i was but as i grew older i understood a couple things like i understood i understood uh, myself you know i don't like wasting my time too much and you know if what i'm doing doesn't ultimately open more doors for myself then i don't like doing that so i took it upon myself to to study different things um like like you know i'm like an analyst right now so you know it comes with a variety of different different things you have to study you know math statistics um computer science you know programming and all that um yeah but overall not really i didn't really know who i was i just followed what my family thought was best for me you know they said okay go go to university get a four-year degree you know and then after that graduate and maybe when you're 30 35 get married have kids yeah your family told you that yeah exactly yeah pretty much and it was just like you follow this sort of um slow route right and you just kind of take it step by step and then eventually you'll get somewhere and hopefully it all comes for the best but that that was not at all what happened you know my parents got divorced um I didn't see my father afterwards, you know, I saw him like a handful of times and then I almost didn't go to, you know, go to college because like I didn't have the money to pay for it. Right. Um, you know, and then, uh, I, f- you know, this thirty-five, thirty $30,000 debt, you know, I thought it was going to kill me because, you know, you're, you're a new grad, you know, you graduate with what's seemingly like a useless degree, but I got a bachelor of science. Right. right. So it's like with no experience whatsoever so it's like you know what do you do you know yeah like you're in a world where everyone expects you you know to be like the smartest kid on the block and your family expects you to have a job right away it's like you don't know who you are you don't know what you're doing so yeah it was a it was a lot to take in right yeah i I think it's important to to touch on if you have any words of wisdom like you know you're not fully there but you've had a certain degree of success in your life. A little bit, um, yeah. You know, some words to impart on the guy who is looking to get married or, yeah. like, he's engaged, but he doesn't really feel that he's there yet as the provider yeah. or, you know, like, I guess the man of the... Ready to be the man of the house yet, if you could. Yeah. Um, 
honestly to like to the guy who's just, you know aspiring to be a father aspiring to have a family you know protecting his family raising his family providing for his family honestly the, you, there's a few things that you can do but one of the major things is like you can be a good father but we can be great fathers we're called to be great fathers by god right by christ so the best thing you can do is always lead your family to god make sure you know you're praying together as much as you can you're reading god's um, word as much as you can you know memorizing it as much as you can and doing your best you know because we all have busy schedules we're all trying to make ends meet we're all trying to you know raise the next generation and get busy you know with my baby you know i love her to death but you know it does take an immense amount of effort just to you know read the bible with her to pray with her you know and she's only like four months old so she doesn't understand what's going on but but she will when she gets older and she she will want to develop those habits and it's like extremely difficult especially in this era like you're you know we live in an era where you know right now the the divorce rate has remained the same the absolute number of divorce rates have remained the same since the 1980s so yeah since the 1980s you know um there were around i think Seventy-five thousand divorces in the nineteen eighties, and uh, and uh, now the most recent one was up to two thousand and eight. That number remained relatively the same. Like yeah. You're fluctuating a thousand, you know, a thousand divorces up or down, you know, from that seventy-nine thousand, seventy-eight thousand. So well, what that's really showing is, you know, divorces are pretty rampant because the amount of marriages have decreased, you know, around thirty percent over the last thirty years. So yeah so what's that showing you is like there's less marriages and the divorce rates remain the same so that means divorce rates are kind of increasing uh, as a percentage of the total marriages and the average age for a man to be married is post 30 post yeah it's like 30 31 right and for females to get married it's like 20 28 something like that yeah 28 and it's just it's just insane that's statistics canada right so is well, what it's telling us is that people aren't ready to be grown-ups yet people yeah. aren't ready to take responsibilities for that family you know people rather they just rather live with each other for 10 years 20 years until they break up you know no one's putting that risk down right mm-hmm. because it's not until you have the risk um that you you know put your whole body into the to the mix and actually risk yourself in a relationship do you do you really grow right, right. yeah it's it's pretty intense but but that's the, like those are the statistics. Those are the numbers, and and it's unfortunate. You know, it's unfortunate that people are getting married later. It's unfortunate that less people are getting married, but more people are getting divorced. Right. It's sad, but it's easy to understand when you look at a society that grows further and further away from God, right? Exactly. Yeah. Because all of that, you know, being a man, being a husband, yeah. being a wife, being a mother, you know, taking care of your own children, not leaving them in a daycare. Yeah that's something that's coming from god's word right and if you don't digest it or take it in daily let it transform your mind then you're not going to adhere to it right you're just going to do what your carnal body wants to do right exactly yeah things your own way and then it all falls apart yeah And, and that's the culture like that our society has allowed to kind of fester right um because if i continue to play in my culture and like i would see myself as like a single man you know like not really <coughs> not really focusing on on trying to pursue that right kind of living for my own glory in contrast you know right now i'm blessed to raise the next generation in christ 
to support my family, love my wife in a world where this kind of masculinity is seen as repugnant and toxic to society as a feminist movement is, is growing, right? Um, and, you know, that reminds me of uh, like a Bible verse that, that, you know, that I recently read that really holds dear to me. It's like Psalms 127, 1 to 2. It's like, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early and to retire late, to eat bread of painful labors, for he gives to his beloved even in his sleep. So that just reminds me, it's like, we do everything in vain unless it's for God. Right. It really is, right? Yeah, that's something that I've been really struggling. Not really struggling, but wrestling just in my head. You know, the idea of, because I've been reading the book of Ecclesiastes, right? Mm-hmm. And that book talks about, you know, vanity. Mm-hmm. But it explains that as long as you you live for God and what you do is for God, mm-hmm. then what you do is not vain. It's not in vain. You know, it has a meaning and it has a purpose. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, living for Christ specifically. Exactly. Right? Yeah. You know, doing what he commanded, which is to go out and make disciples and to, you know, share share the gospel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you could have any words or advice to the guy who is single yeah. and he's thinking about marriage yeah. and he's looking for, you know, a suitable partner like yeah. you know, the woman who will he will eventually raise a family with. Does yeah. you have any advice or any words of wisdom? Uh, for me it's like be a man of action. Like you see a girl you like, you don't know much about her, you know, you say, Hey, like are you interested? Go out with her and ask and ask the serious questions like right away. It's like you know, I'm I'm dating because I want to get married. Like, is that something you're looking forward to? She says, no, then you don't have to date her, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, for me, it's just being a man of action. Don't be a man of idleness. And always strive to move forward because there's nothing to be afraid of at all when you have God on your side and when you're trying to honor him every step of the way, right? Because, you know, with our great efforts in this world, we're going to experience great suffering and it's all for God, right? And... Honestly, being married is great. It's amazing. It I would recommend it for everyone if that was an opportunity for everyone to have. Um, but it doesn't come without a cost. It doesn't come out with personal, great personal sacrifice and suffering uh, in a way that where we have to sacrifice that sin that we cling to. We have to sacrifice our own habits that we love to keep to ourselves. And we have to sacrifice even some people in our lives who are toxic to that relationship who are constantly trying to tell you, hey, you know, let's go party, let's go, you know, drink, let's go, let's go crazy, right? But you got to say, you know what, you know, I'm married, I have a kid now, I got to invest in different things. Right. Yeah. That's true, dude. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe First Corinthians says bad company corrupts good, good morals, ca- good, yeah, good character. Yeah, good character. Yeah. So it's true, you definitely have to uh, cut the tree at the root. Has your perspective um i don't know how to really phrase this question yeah but you know you have a daughter right now you know you're not raising a son so do your like protective instincts as a man kind of kick in more and like does your mind think about things in the future because you know how the current generation is and how a lot of guys think about women and you know want to treat women and yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I was one of those guys too, right? So, yeah, definitely my protective instincts comes because I know what the guys are thinking. I know what the, you know, I know, you know, 
if my wife's walking around, you know, like I, I know if a guy's looking at her, like I know what he's thinking, right? So for me, it's like, yeah, my protective instinct sticks in, but you know, it's not so much where they can't experience the world in the way God designed them to, you know, like, like my daughter when she grows up, you know, when she becomes a teenager, like I'm not gonna stop her from going out, meeting people and stuff, but I will be protective in teaching her and understanding, you know who she can like who she should approach and you know what certain social um environments she should be part of right mm-hmm. um and what are not beneficial for her but that ultimately you know she's going to become an adult she's going to have to deal with her own sin and deal in the world um how how she sees it right i can't be there all the time to protect her but i can give her the tools to to be in a world and in a culture where where people take advantage of you if you give them up the opportunity, right? Right. right. Yeah. And, you know, you gotta train them from when they're young, teach them God's word, and yeah. make sure that's instilled in them. Exactly. Let them know yeah. the right venues to go to mm-hmm. and the wrong venues to go to. Exactly. Yeah, and make sure that they don't need approval from other people to to feel like a person, to feel like you know that they're somebody, right? Because right. like as soon as you start looking for approval elsewhere or you know outside of god it's like you sway left and right all the time because everyone's opinion is different you can't satisfy everyone and that's something i learned very harshly as a after being married because it's like all your friends want one thing and your family needs you for another thing and it's like i can't satisfy both worlds i can't have two masters and i gotta choose one and the one i choose is the one i um, committed myself to the one i made a covenant before god to right right Right. But that doesn't mean like I'll forsake my friends or anything like that. It's just my priority, my hierarchy, hierarchy structure changes, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. All right, man. Well, it was dope talking to you. Okay. And thanks for making the time. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we get to do this again another time. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me on your show. You know, it's pretty cool. I'm excited to uh, talk to you again and to keep listening. Thanks. <laughs>